Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Darren Baldwin, and I am super, super excited and grateful to have my true co-host here with me, uh, Laura. It's been a few few episodes since you and I have done a podcast together. It's been a few. So what I want to know is, did you miss me? <laughs> <laughs> Tell the truth. The break was nice. Let's have a, let's have a little moment here. Let's not. Did you, <laughs> did you miss me while you were gone? I saw you still. You so. saw me still. <laughs> Uh, praise the Lord. Well, it is good to have you back. And, um, Laura and I are going to do a couple podcasts, uh, on something, um, that's really been stirring in both of our hearts for many years. Uh, and it's really the subject of taking your place in the body of Christ. Yeah. And, uh, the necessity. The necessity, the absolute, you know, it's interesting, Laura, right off the bat, I just had this illustration of a football team yeah. and, you know, you love sports and football in particular. But it's like the way that the body of Christ functions that we have experienced and seen is it'd be like a football team taking the field, an offense, uh, taking the field, and they have like maybe a center, maybe a quarterback, uh, you know, maybe one tackle, and and that's it. And they're expected to get down, drive against a fully formed defense, and actually accomplish anything. And let me know, that is impossible yeah you you could have tom brady and you know the best running back and best wide receiver if you don't have those other components on your offense you're done (laughs) your every play will end up in a sack and you will actually go backwards instead of going forwards and you know not to say laura that the body of christ is in you know that horrible of condition but the reality is we just had a, a minister here that was ministering and said something so powerful He said, God is going to take the body of Christ from being an audience to an army. And we've seen this this thing in the the church world since probably the 1950s, 60s, it started emerging, that church became kind of like uh, it was trying to keep up with culture. And basically the goal of church ministry became to attract a crowd. And I've always had a a just, that's not my purpose to build a crowd. I mean, NFL stadiums filled with crowds and concerts filled with crowds. Just because there's a crowd, it doesn't mean that the will or plan of God is coming to pass. Jesus' plan, he died, Laura, and when he resurrected, he did that identified with us, the human race. He became our sin. He was uh, brought to that whipping post. He was nailed to that cross. He died. He was buried. And he rose again, and he did that all being identified with us, the human race. And when we exercise our faith in the work that Jesus did for us, we become born again. The moment we are born again, we are are baptized, the scripture says, into the body of Christ. And now if you're listening to this or watching this, you need to say that word out loud, body body because that is i've been saying this for years laura the church is not the pastor of christ yeah the church your church or my church it's not the apostle of christ it's not the nursery worker of christ yeah. it's the body yeah. of christ and we each play a part in that body you know if you had a body and 
you were missing an arm, you were missing a leg, you were missing an ear, you were missing an eye, you know, different parts of the body, you would not be at optimal, um, you know, functioning capacity. You know, there would be some things that are missing. There'd be some things that are lacking. There'd be some things that you would not be able to do because that body is not whole and complete. And I feel like that so many Christians, they don't have an understanding of why it's so important that they really step into their place that God has called them to, why they are called to be a part of this army and not to just kind of sit back and watch others advance or watch others, you know, pressing after the things of God. But it's only when, and Ephesians one tells us, 22, 23, somewhere in there, it tells us about the fullness of Christ. It's in the body. Yeah. It's not oh, in, that's it's not it right in, there. it's not in the individual. Mm. It's not in a part of the body. It's in the whole body. That's it. And really the world, what they're hungry for, what they're craving, and really what the body of Christ is craving too. They're craving a manifestation of the fullness of Christ. What does that look like? I mean, man, it's like, you know, we talk about miracles, signs, and wonders. We talk about wholeness, health, healing, you know, a, a, a clarity of mind, peace, joy, nothing missing, nothing lacking, like a, a demonstration of Jesus Christ on this earth. That's what the fullness looks like. But until the body of Christ gets a hold of, I have a part to play. And the part that I play is vital and it's important. And you may be a pinky, you may be a toenail on your thumb, but it does not make you less important than the ear or the mouth or the eyes. Like each role is important. And I think the body of Christ, like you got to realize, like you're called. I mean, you are called to take your place in the body. Yeah. And one other thing I would say too is you don't get to choose, you know, what part of the body you are. We don't That's get to choose. Powerful. You know, you, you may be a hand, but you're like, but I really want to be a leg. I really want to be a leg. But God's like, no, I you're an arm. That's what, that's what I called you to be. You know, you really want to be a kneecap or an ear. You just think it'd be super cool. Well, we don't get to choose. We are simply to submit ourselves to, I'm a hand and I am going to function in that role to the, the best of my ability. And I'm going to be the best hand, yeah. you know, in the body of Christ. Yeah. And I think when we begin to see the body of Christ come together, you're going to see some some things begin to take place yeah. that we've talked about, we've read about in the Bible yeah. that people have desired, have been hungry for. We're going to see it come to pass. Yeah. And uh, you're nailing it on the head. It's so, this is so vital. Every born again child of God, if you've received Jesus as your Lord, you have experienced what the scripture calls being born again. And the moment that you are born again, you are baptized into Christ. It happens in instantly and <clears throat> excuse me the moment that you're baptized into christ you have to f realize and begin to search and find out what part of the body the lord wants you to be yeah and you you, you couldn't have said it any better laura with those words when something's missing from your body your body is limited yeah and god's vision you said it ephesians 1 god's vision of the body is yes, fullness. Yes. The only way, now catch a hold of this. Jesus, when he was on the earth 2,000 years ago, we can see in the gospels what he did, yeah. right? 
He yeah. healed the sick. The Bible says everyone that came to him, he healed. Yeah. He, he didn't turn anybody away. He healed yeah. every, you know, person, worked miracles, raised the dead, cleansed the lepers. Yeah preached and taught the word of God with authority, cast out devils. Yeah. I mean, it was he was unlimited in that sense that he released heaven on the earth, right? So now in the earth now, God's plan through yeah. Christ was not to save our souls only by itself. His plan was to release a full and wide body of Christ in the earth. Well, let me stop you there because you not only saw Jesus do those things, you saw the early church do those things. So like in Acts 2, when they were all gathered together in one accord, they were in one heart, one mind, they were in one place, then what happened? The Holy Spirit was poured out. And what happened there is that there was a spilling over. See, it's not just for them to get all full and to have goosebumps or to, ooh, this is, you know, so good. But it was a spilling over into that community, into that region. Three Was it 3,000 people were added to the yeah, church that day? That, that day. Yeah. And then what did they do? They began to go out and they began to, they all played their part. They were all in one accord, one in, uh, in, in unity. They met together daily. They broke bread together daily, but they were out there. They were ministering, and they were doing the works of Christ. But I believe it's because that that early church, they understood like mm. their position. They understood the part that they were called to play, and they saw mm. how the fullness of Christ was mm. manifested. And so they just simply, you know, took on that mantle and they went with it. Yeah. So there's nothing, you know, because people will say, oh, well, Jesus did that. Yeah, no, no, the no, early no, no. church did no. that. And they did more than he did. They, yes. They did more because there was more of them. So if they did that, if they were walking in it, then we should be walking Absolutely. in that. We and can that, grab you know, hold of Laura, that. Laura, that's one of the components of the plan of redemption is that Jesus died so that there could be a multiplication yeah. of heaven on the yeah. earth. Now, Jesus, in all his glory and power and demonstrations of the Holy Spirit, while he was on this earth, he was still only one man. He was limited. He was limited, yes. seriously limited yeah. geographically. Yes. But when those 120 got filled so with the good. Spirit... Now yep. we have a hundred and literally hear, hear me out here. We literally had a hundred and twenty Jesuses now. Yeah. And then when the three thousand came in, yeah. now if they're all walking and functioning in the power of the Spirit, now we have over three thousand Jesuses. Yeah. And now in the earth, there's literally billions of born again believers. But there's very few that know that they're actually supposed to function in mm. Jesus's anointing. Yeah. When this stuff is gonna, when this stuff explodes, is when the church, when it finally dawns on the church that they are in Christ and they have the same anointing that yeah. Jesus had on Him. It is a God's plan of redemption was a multiplication. Uh, it solved a multiplication problem. Yeah. Amen. Because now there's an unlimited number of Jesuses mm. with Jesus. Folks, we're in Christ. Yeah. The greater one lives in us. The yeah. same power yeah. that Jesus had yeah. in and in operating through him on the earth when he was here is the same power that we have. But Laura, we have settled, back to that comment, we have settled for m- the majority of Christians around the world to become a part of an audience. Yeah. This well, is what the guy said the other night. Well, I was going to say, you've thrown around this word quite a bit in the last couple months. You keep using the word activation. Yeah. Wow, and, powerful. And it's like, that's 
what the body of Christ is called to step into. Like they're called to be activated into, you know, all that you see in the scriptures, all that the early church was a part of. Like we've got to get activated. I had a conversation with somebody last night and I just, I see they're very unassuming people. Um, you might not pick them out in a crowd, but where they work, the people that they are around, I just saw where like the Lord wants to really use them in their sphere of influence in that arena that mm. they've stepped into. Powerful. See, I, I don't have a reach to those people where yeah. they're at, mm. but they do. And it's like, if every believer was to live their lives, like each day as they're stepping into their job or their school or wherever they may go and say, I am going to be activated, you know, for the things of God today. You'd be amazed at the promptings and the leadings that you would get throughout the day, you know, to, to minister here or to share this or to, to reach out or whatever, whatever it may be. You know, I'm gonna, hey, I'm, I'm going to pray for you. You know, I, do you need prayer? What can I do for you today? But it's like, it's, it's those kind of things like, an army begins to rise up and it's not just one man from a pulpit, but it's actually an entire congregation that's rising up that understands who they are in Christ. And then they're taking what they're being equipped with in the four walls. And then they're taking it outside of the four walls. That's when you're going to see. That's it. There's no other, some powerful things taking place. And there's no, uh, hard uh, mathematical equations that need to be used here it's pretty cut and dry get the people born again get them filled with the holy spirit and get them listening and following that spirit every day and that's when the army rises up it's just that simple you want revival you want fullness you want an unlimited supply of god's goodness and and faithfulness and favor get in christ get in your place and just do what the holy spirit tells you to do and Laura, I, I keep thinking about this one principle and then we'll, we'll wrap this podcast up for today. Um, you know, I really, years ago, when I first started thinking along these lines, I used to think like, you know, that was a specific location, you know, my place, mm-hmm. you know, and there, that is part of it. Uh, you know, we happen to be called into fivefold ministry. Uh, you know, anyway, it, we you know, climb the the ladder, so to speak, and have been faithful and God keeps promoting us and bringing us into new territory and areas. So there is a specific place. We youth pastored for years. Now we've been pastoring these many years. So we have had a specific place. But Laura, my, the way I've thought about it in recent years is this, it's not so much about the specific place that we're called, but to the, to the position and posture that we're called. And what I mean by that is it really just sums it up, or Galatians 2.20 sums it up. Our positioning and posture as Christians has to reflect Galatians 2.20, which says, I was crucified with Christ. So it's no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives in me. And the life I live now, Paul said, is by my faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So again, just to reiterate, me taking my place in Christ is assuming that position. Yeah. Because the Lord may say, Laura, he may say to me, hey, I need you to pastor this church. Well, next year he may say, I need you to go apostolically start a church in another country. 
then he may say after that, I need you to do some evangelism work in Africa. So it's not, I can't get locked in my position and say, this is my place and I'm gonna be here for my entire life. No, God doesn't work that way. He could, he could, but taking my place means I have postured myself under the authority of Jesus. Submitted. And I am saying, it's not my will that needs to be done here, but your will. That is how you and I effectively take our place in Christ and take our place in his body. By just saying, you said the word activate earlier. It's like a soldier when they're on active duty. Yeah. You know, then they're they're under their command and they're sent and they go where they're yeah. sent. Yeah. And when they're not on active duty, they're on leave, then they're that that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. But as a believer, we we're always on active duty. Yeah. And if you're not activated, if you're not daily following the Lord and asking him, where do I belong in the body? You have missed the whole point of you becoming a Christian. The point of you becoming a Christian is not so you can sit your behind in a church chair and get to heaven. That's, you miss the point. The point is that you find your place in submission in Christ and follow the Lord and do what he tells you to do. Because I'm gonna tell you what, you're anointed to yeah. do that job. And if you never step in your place, you'll never step into your anointing. You are anointed to bring change. You are anointed to bring power. You are anointed to bring results. You are anointed to manifest heaven, like you were saying, in your sphere of influence. And this is why we're calling this, you've got to take your place in the body of Christ. Refuse to be a spectator. Refuse to be someone that sits in the stands and watches the other players play. That's not the body of Christ, Laura. The body of Christ is, if you're saved, you're in the body, which means you have something to do. And you got to do it in the anointing. And that's where the power, like you said, that's where the army starts rising up. I'm going to say that again. The Lord is taking the church from being an audience to becoming an army. I'm going to say it one more time. The Lord is taking the church from being an audience to becoming an army. And that is, and the way we do that, Laura, is by taking our place in the body of Christ. So good, man. You need to go back over and listen to this one again. Uh, This is is powerful stuff, Laura. Well, anyway, uh, so glad of you to join us today. uh, I've had a great time sharing this. I'm sure. I'm, I'm really glad that you're back with me. I really miss you. I, I feel like I do the best with you here. <laughs> you bring out the best in me. Oh, Most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hey, we love you. We're praying for you. We're believing that the best is yet to come for you, and we'll see you real soon. God bless. <laughs>